0: We haven't entirely nailed down what element
1: it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one.
2: Let's
3: give your parents a call right
1: now. Hello! Welcome to episode number 10 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner, I'm managing editor at Pixelkin.org, and the mom of a three-year-old, Linda, our other mom, is on vacation with her daughter... In London, her daughter, who is much older than my <laughs> and daughter. very lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She spent the whole, what has she been, a week, two, two weeks? weeks? Two weeks. Uh, two weeks in London. Yeah. yeah. So, so she's not on. With and us it's been today.
0: anarchy in the Pixelkin offices ever since.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm just like, you guys are just running around. No like, weekly meeting, Nicole. Like, forgetting your pants and, you know, all that kind hey. of stuff. Hey. Um. So, uh, <laughs> Today, uh, in Linda's place, I am joined by Courtney Holmes, who is associate managing editor. Hello. And what should I say? Our resident pixel can mage, <laughs> Simone de Rochefort I am
0: mage. I always thought of myself as some kind of tank.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to explain that. So, so Simone has this snuggie that she oh. gets <laughs> into in the office, and she ties. I don't even know what it is you tie around it. Some time of,
0: Usually a scarf, a or scarf. Sometimes a belt. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, so after after this happens, she looks like a mage. You know, it's it's totally blue. The like well, thing marriage. is, when
0: you're wearing a snuggie, it falls open inconveniently. But if you wrap <laughs> it around yourself and then tie it there, it becomes the most comfortable clothing item that you will ever own. Plus so, it. yes, if
3: you ever want to complete the look, my uh, officially licensed Gandalf hat is in the family <laughs> upstairs, <laughs> <laughs> which he you're is. free to wear at any time. Nice. Thank you for your generosity. All right, you're welcome.
1: So, our guest today is Michael Martin. Michael uh, has kids. In a wide variety of ages. (laughs) Um, And he's also a freelance writer. He's written some stories for us at Pixelkin and also writes for IGN, which is a gaming enthusiast site, if you're Mm -hmm. not sure about Mm -hmm. that. So, um, but he's going to talk a little later about his uh, expertise in competitive gaming. What does IGN stand for? Uh, It started out for Imagine Gaming Network because it was part of the Imagine, there was a big Imagine group of... Magazines, and then okay. that was their first website. The more you know. I've never questioned so that. Another trivia <laughs> trivia tidbit there too. Christella started IGN. Oh my test? god! Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. So, um, so yeah. Uh, speaking of IGN and all their news and all our news, uh, E three. Is I, happening. Speaking of Chris Eep.
0: Charla, yeah, E is, as we're calling it now, I was so excited to see him on stage presenting yep. for Xbox because I interviewed him just, I think, a couple weeks ago, the week before at the Power of Play, and yeah. I had just published that video. Um, it was really cool. That was the, the indie event that we went to, where a bunch of Seattle developers were showing off their games, and I interviewed some kids who were competing in the mm-hmm. Seattle Indie Game Competition, which Chris Charla was judging, and then he was there in Los Angeles in front of tons of people being himself, his yes. professional self. He's
3: also been on a panel with us at Emerald City Comic Con. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Now it's He's my a... turn to
0: name drop.
1: Okay, whatever. <laughs> He's been my friend for like 10 years. So.
3: My friend now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, okay, so E3. Lots of cool news coming out of E3. So much.
3: So much Michael, news.
1: Yes. What's, what's the, been the biggest thing for you that you've noticed so far?
2: Um. So I haven't seen... Every press conference. Um,
1: you didn't watch 10
0: hours of press I, conferences? I didn't.
2: But uh, I followed up on on a lot of it. And the one press conference I did actually get to see, well, I, I guess I, I saw two, Bethesda and Sony's. And uh, I think what stood out to me the most was Sony's press conference as a whole. Um, Mm -hmm. I really dislike the idea of like who won Uh, because I think all, (laughs) I think every gamer wins when it comes to stuff like this. Absolutely. Uh, But Sony kind of knocked it out of the park and there was a lot of surprising stuff Mm -hmm. in their press conference. So seeing that they were actually going to attempt uh, to do a Final Fantasy VII remake. Mm
0: They're that e three over
2: there that will probably come out in like ten years. But right. hey, no, I'm uh, so
0: sad. Yeah, I like how they. It was this huge big deal. They're announcing that they're remaking Final Fantasy VII, which is a game that came out in 1997, mm-hmm. and it, it has become iconic as one of the best stories of all time in a role-playing game whether you love it or hate it 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 has kind of imprinted Mm -hmm. itself on the collective gamer memory as this this huge deal so they're finally remaking it with the you know modern beautiful graphics that we expect from a game today and uh but basically the all the announcement amounted to yeah we're gonna do that that's been a
1: rumor for like five years. We'll do it. Okay. Yeah. So everyone is up in arms because it's, it's going to be the, happening. another Last Guardian. Speaking yeah. oh, of no! Last Guardian, <laughs> yeah, that was, something that was, was the actually other big shown. Yeah, this is a game that's been in development forever. And I was—it was a running joke when I was back at IGN. It's like <laughs> every year, they do this story, like, "Will we see the last Guardian this year?" <laughs> so um, I think
3: it was announced at E3 2009. Is that right? I think so so yeah. It's been now. in development since
0: 2007. It was announced in 2009. And I remember last year before E3 that I, that was the first I had heard of it was somebody publishing an article like, is this going to be the year? And I was like, maybe it will be the year. And it wasn't the year, but I guess this is the year that everything that's a rumor is happening. Yeah. Except for Zelda. Except for Zelda. Sorry, Courtney. Courtney, we
1: warned you. We warned you. You know,
3: you can warn me as many times as you want. You can't take my hope from me. The great thing about them not saying anything about
0: Zelda for the Wii U at E3 was that Courtney was so optimistic that they were just yeah. gonna there there was gonna be one new thing or that they would uh, mention it at, at all. At least
1: a five second
3: trailer. You know, <laughs> I just I just want like a, a picture of like some grass or the, the the hoof of his horse. I don't need much. I don't need a name. I don't need characters or a placement on the timeline. So, a boot. I think Link's boot, boot, boot was would, what you yeah, were like, if I just get a boot, that's all I need.
0: It <laughs> was Courtney's mantra in the weeks leading up to E3. Give me one screen gap of Link's boot.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Courtney is our Nintendo fangirl, if you hadn't noticed. Yeah. So... What came out of Nintendo? That's exciting. Uh,
3: Star Fox Zero is pretty exciting. Cool. Uh, so they first announced that they're in development on a Star Fox game at E3 last year. But mm-hmm. this year we learned a lot more about it. We finally got a trailer and we got a name. Um, it's called Star Fox Zero because it's not exactly a sequel and it's not exactly a reboot, though it sounds a lot like a reboot. Um, <laughs> it is a quote-unquote rethinking. So they're taking um, like a lot of the most popular elements from the other games and squishing them together and then adding some new stuff. And I guess the thing that's going to make it the most different from, like, Star Fox 64, which was their most popular game, um, is the fact that now they're incorporating the gamepad controls in ways that mm. make the, the physical controls really different than the original, I guess. Mm-hmm.
1: That's something you've been complaining about with most games. Yeah, that
3: um, in, <laughs> in general, I think that the, the gamepad has a lot of awesome potential on the Wii U, but it is so often mishandled like it's it's hard to develop a game for two screens especially if you want it to be on more than one console um and in so but even games that are native to the wii u it's hard to develop a game for two screens when you're so used to creating games for one screen Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. often the use of the second screen is either it's totally not used or underused or it's used too much, so you never look at the TV and you lose all of the cool HD graphics.
1: Yeah. yeah. I did appreciate Mario Party, though, like when you were playing as Bowser and you had to shake the pad to, like, roll. And then there was that warning sign, like, don't smack other people in the head with the game pad. <laughs> and then I
0: almost smacked you in the head with the game pad. <laughs> yes. That was great. Exactly. So... um
1: so before we go forward, can you explain Star Fox a little yes, bit for absolutely. people who might
3: not know? So the first Star Fox game came out way back in the for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System or SNES a long time ago. And it's basically like a space shooter game. You play as Fox McCloud, and you and your teammates Slippy, Falco, and Pepper, or Peppy, um, are all animals. And you are in these, like, fighter jet spaceship things. Mm. Um, and while they can fly in space, they're mostly for, like, flying over planet, the surface of planets, and shooting mostly robots. Um <laughs> And the evil Andros likes to take over the Lylat system. <laughs> you guys, you work alone, but you will like to, you, your team often goes and helps out the uh, Cornerian army defeat Andros. Cool. And it's really fun. Okay. And,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. So I've is, heard so many good things about the Star Fox games, especially Star Fox 60, 64, but I don't understand the appeal of them at all, having never
3: played them well, in my life. Let me, <laughs> let me push a couple of things about Star Fox that make it really cool. Uh, Star Fox 64, you can complete the entire game in less than two hours, but uh, you're going through this whole complex series of planets, and uh, depending on whether or not you beat the final boss in each planet, it changes your route. So Mm. you play the game over and over again, and you go on these different paths, and you try to figure out which ones you need to beat or um, Mm. uh, to adjust your path to get Mm. to all the planets. So it becomes sort of a cool... It's very different than a mm-hmm. lot of other linear progression games in that way. Kind of RPG-ish a little bit. A little bit, yeah. But there's no turn-based fighting. It's yeah. just shooting stuff. I love shooting yeah. stuff. But- yeah.
1: We heard that Courtney doesn't care for turn-based fighting as well. <laughs> yeah. I just
3: get really bored. <laughs> When well, you
2: w- won't like Final Fantasy VII. I, I was
3: just gonna say <laughs> I have tried to play Final Fantasy games so many times because I really like their look and I love the soundtracks and I mm-hmm. I just want to skip all yeah. the fighting and watch the cutscenes.
0: <laughs> we heard a couple things about uh, Final Fantasy from or Final Fantasy VII from the news today, which is that they are going to be changing the plot a little bit. We don't know how, um, but to modernize it, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it will apparently still keep in some of the funny stuff from the first or the original game, like Cloud dressing up, finding mm-hmm. his dress and his nice shoes and his wig or whatever. I love that he's beautiful. I love Cloud. Um, <laughs> I my actually my introduction to Final Fantasy VII was not from the game because I again grew up without consoles because I was a deprived child who lived in a barn and was raised by beasts. Um, but it was through, so much. Yeah, yeah, I know. Sorry, it's why I don't wear pants. Um, <laughs> It was from the movie Advent Children, which is a sequel to Final Fantasy VII in film form, and it's animated. And that is a beautiful, beautifully animated film. Um, But it makes no sense. I was just going to say.
1: We, my husband and I, my husband's a huge Final Fantasy fan, huge. And we watch that thing, and we're just like, "What? What did we just see?" <laughs> like, really? I, yeah. I have
0: a potential solution for you, though, because <laughs> after they released the first Advent Children film, they released a second one on Blu-ray called Advent Children Complete that adds all new scenes, like an hour of new scenes, and it makes it make a lot more sense. Still yeah. not great sense, but you know what? Have you ever read the plot of
1: a Final Fantasy game? <laughs> No, actually, I haven't. Don't. Final they don't Fantasy, make sense. <laughs> Final Fantasy has never quite been my thing, and I think yeah. it's just because, I don't know, like it doesn't bother me now to mm-hmm. put in hours and hours and hours into a game, but yeah. I don't know, like the setting and the characters just never, Yeah. just never did it for there me. There was like,
0: something about Advent Children that just kind of like sucked me into that world, and then I lost two years of high school to Final Fantasy <laughs>
2: <laughs> Did you get them back? no <laughs> i will never
0: be the same i'm an empty husk of a person
3: i think that's kind of why like i like the zelda game so much is that mm-hmm. they have a lot in common with final fantasy minus some of the sci-fi stuff but yeah. and then no turn-based fighting just hitting with your sword. <laughs> just nice. sword play i well, you might
0: like kingdom hearts then
3: yeah <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't really into it when i tried it like a few years yeah, ago yeah. but i'll try it again yeah
1: so for me, not very family friendly, but I'm super excited about Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah. I love the first one, unbelievable. So more name dropping. I used to work. No. With, I used to work with Brian Horton, who was presenting. You know what? When you're in the industry for 14 <laughs> years, you know everybody. Forget everybody. You know. Simone,
3: yeah. Uh, you finished first, but Simone can name drop too, and I just thought of someone. She knows someone (laughs) someone the the person not with tomb raider um (laughs) sorry tangent train uh braxton's friend did the score for recor is that right
0: oh yeah Uh, Yeah, okay we'll talk about that later sorry
3: yeah so
1: distraction tomb raider um tomb raider was an iconic game kind of iconic in the fact that Lara Croft used to just have the most ridiculous looking figure like, in the world. <laughs> um, and that's what the game became all about. Mm-hmm. I guess the first game was actually pretty good, and then they just mm. kind of went downhill from mm-hmm. there. Um, so, if you was it just a couple years ago? Um, I think it was 2013. Crystal Dynamics did a reboot, totally making Lara look more normal i mean she's like still, a human woman she's still pretty amazing. but she looks like realistic and yeah. they you know started this new story with her and that game was awesome mm-hmm. i loved it i very rarely play games where i want to complete stuff like find all this and find all that yeah but i did it with the tomb raider so
3: nice super had long pants that. on right yes it's amazing
1: yeah she uh, there were no shorts no shorts involved Woo! you
0: could even put a coat on her if you wanted yeah. Correct. Anyway. That's right. <laughs> Good.
1: So, ReCore. Oh, That's well, what we were talking about.
0: Actually, I was wondering, thinking about Final, or not Final Fantasy. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about Final oh, Fantasy on. anymore. Tomb Raider. I was thinking about Tomb Raider. We were watching that trailer, and we had to suspend disbelief so much that... She's such a daredevil. She's, like, yes. climbing up the side of a snow-covered mountain. It's like Mount Everest. Tiny little pickaxes roped to this other guy who's on the mountain with her. And it's just like, Lara, go
3: home.
0: Lara, why can't you just excavate a pyramid like <laughs> I, a normal archaeologist? I really kept
3: wanting it to cut to Saruman bringing down the mountain and, like, <laughs> can <help>, like, <laughs> protect
1: the little ones! <laughs> yeah. Well, she did, they did the total, like... Tropical jungle ish yeah, setting yeah. in the first one, so, so they, they got ch- to send her up. up the mountain. Yeah, nice. and, I mean, we don't really know why she's going up the mountain. You know, we've got no context. Probably to find a tomb. Yeah, <laughs> <exactly>. raid it. <laughs> like the very first, um, the very first trailer for Rise of the Tomb Raider kind mm-hmm. of has the iconic like her just going into a cave and lighting her yeah. torch. So um it looks like there was a bit of that, that
0: later on in this trailer. What yeah. I really liked about the first trailer we got for Rise of the Tomb Raider was that she's like talking about the experiences that she had in the mm-hmm. first game and kind of like coming to terms with this, you know, getting stranded on the island and having to kill a bunch of people for the first time in her life as a 20-something, you know, archaeological yeah. student. And that I love that kind of acknowledgment that you know she does come from this university research background she's yeah. she what didn't expect to go be a i'm I, their, the word was badass i was about to say <laughs> we'll censor it out if yeah. it's not okay like this awesome explorer who yeah. shoots people with a bow and arrow but like that's what she she's
3: become and she kind of embraces that so yeah that's awesome i just i love the idea of emotional development that goes across games yes you yeah. can remember the events of one and it affects mm-hmm. the next one that's yes. why Cloud in Advent Children, the film
0: that comes after Final Fantasy VII, is great. Because he has a lot of emotions.
1: Cool. <laughs>
3: I'm sorry. Feelings are good. I'm sorry. The yeah.
1: well, Mass Effect series, series that did that really well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ugh. Dragon Age doesn't do it quite as well. I mean, there's the well, same it's... world. Yeah. Um, but they have you doing different characters. Yeah. Each one, which was kind of... I know in Dragon Age 2, you hear about the hero of Ferelden, which is who you were in the first game. But yeah. there's no, like, real...
0: I know that yeah. like Lil- you see development in Liliana between yes. you- she's your companion in the first game and then she's also your companion again in the third game and you kind of see what has happened to her in the 10-odd years between those yeah. games. It might be more than 10, but...
1: I don't remember if yeah. you came across her at all in Dragon Age 2. I'm not sure. I, don't I know. forget that game. Because so I've much. never played those games. I don't know. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah for, I mean, these this is totally not family-friendly either, but the Dragon Age games are... They're mature and very mature, you know. There's mm-hmm. pretty detailed fighting. There's sexual stuff involved, but there's also great storytelling. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a trade-off. Keasy um, should be here. Yeah, yeah. she should. She's <laughs> a, she loves those she's games Dragon so, so much. It's funny. Like I was telling her, I'm like. You know, there's this one rift by this like stream that, and she's like, "Oh yeah, that's a hard one." <laughs> I'm like, how did you know? Like the exact one I was talking about. The world is huge, you know. <laughs> well,
0: that's <laughs> yeah. what happens when you play Dragon Age for hundreds of hours after yeah. it comes out.
1: Yeah, apparently <laughs> on multiple so, consoles. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh. So let's see what else big happening at E3.
0: Uh, Media Molecule has a new of game that's Of course, that's Sorry. the big thing for some I'm, ju- I'm beating the dead <laughs> horse. <laughs> I'm a parody of myself. So Media Molecule, who made Little Big Planet, or the first two Little Big Planet games, and Tearaway, which is the best game in the entire world.
1: Too bad it's on a failing system. Wow, Nicole!
0: Right through the heart! <laughs> like, have some I'm compassion. So She's referring to the
1: PlayStation Vita. Yes. The
0: PlayStation Vita, the most underrated handheld console? Yes.
1: Oh, good. You said handheld console because I was about to explain it because yes. very few people know what the PlayStation oh is. Oh, my God. <laughs> the well, PlayStation.
2: This is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And this is coming from someone who has a profile picture of him holding a PSP. I, I do, actually. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm surrounded by enemies. No, the, the PlayStation Vita does not have, I, in my opinion, the popularity that it deserves. It is a lovely little handheld console. Um, not a lot of people, I guess, take advantage of it in the same way that Mini Molecule did um, with Tearaway, which was actually PlayStation asked them to or Sony asked them to make a game that was specifically for the Vita that took advantage of all of its hardware hardware. And they made Tearaway, which is amazing. And, like, it uses the back touchpad, It uses front and back cameras. It uses the front touch screen. It's really quite a feat. And they made that just, like, by having prototypes of the Vita in their office and messing with it. They're making a new game. (laughs) Take a deep breath, Simone. Uh, They're making a new game called Dreams, uh, which they said in the presentation they wanted to kind of simulate that experience of lucid dreaming where you – you are in one place one moment and then somewhere else and you can kind of control everything around you so this is a game where you can kind of do 3d modeling by drawing with your playstation 4 controller and you can grab assets from other people's dreams that they've created and remix them and all the dreams are mixed or um, seamlessly linked together so Mm -hmm. you can explore basically the consciousness of all the, the gamers and this is so exciting because it kind of builds on something that Media Molecule has been about all along which is we can, we, we've made this thing now we're going to give the same tools to you the gamer and see what yeah. you make with it which is so exciting to me so yeah. to
2: be clear this is a PlayStation 4 game it will be a okay. PlayStation 4 game yeah yeah
0: because so, the of, long, of
2: They are Sony's little <laughs> <laughs> little yeah, baby I mean, studio. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, when you've got the backing of yeah. the uh, of the hardware got maker, a sweet then, deal, man. Yeah.
0: I don't know how that happened, but
1: yeah, yeah. Sony has, has always had their few. Studios who mm-hmm. have kind of been their babies, like Naughty Dog is one. Yeah, um, Insomniac used to be one Ooh. until they jumped the fence and made Sunset Overdrive. Um, <laughs> but they're going back, they're making Ra- Ra- Ratchet and Clank again oh, for Sony. So, yeah. with, so, I'm super excited about that one. Ratchet and Clank are some of the best games ever. Mm. Um, so, what other big news? Uh, Microsoft announced that the Xbox One is now backwards compatible. Oh, yeah, that is so weird games.
2: to me. Why it's- is it weird? Two years ago it it was clear that it, it wouldn't be, and <laughs> you know the thing is is I feel like this is more of a hardcore gamer issue, um, yeah. where everyone's upset because well, they were upset about a lot of things with the Xbox one, but <laughs> the backwards compatibility <laughs> thing being an issue because well, what do I do with my old games mm-hmm. and i'll admit, I am one of those hardcore Gamers, people, whatever that I'm—I'm also, I guess, that consumerist. I'm—I'm the perfect customer. Yeah. I'm buying every new thing that comes out. (laughs) Right. Yeah. When I buy something new, why am I looking at old games? You know, I want to see new stuff. That's—that's the the thing about. I like to see that progression too. I like to see new things. I like to see what they can do. Um, and I don't mind that they're having backwards compatibility now. In fact, I think that's great. Yeah. Um, I think it's a—it's a good thing because now you. Have this library that you can access. Yeah. At the same time, we're remastering everything. Right. So hey. you know everyone wants a Red Dead Redemption, uh, a, a Rockstar game that takes place in the,
1: the in old West, West or yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: kind of like a uh, Grand Theft Auto but old West, where they you know they want a remaster of that. I want right. a remaster of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love that game, but uh, you know why would I go back and and just play? You know, the old version of that. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think most 360 games are actually, you know, it's not like they look terrible. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not that much difference in the graphics. And um, I think the other thing is with the remastering of everything you're paying another exactly. 60 bucks for that remastering and then backwards compatibility you're not paying anything if right. you own the game already so. I mean I'll go
2: back and play v- Viva Piñata all oh, yes. day you know I, will. I, I honestly it, will all day it, when i saw that list i'm like well there's the first game i'm playing yeah, so yeah
1: exactly i love viva piñata yeah. i got I, I did all the achievements for that one when it first came oh out. Oh my
2: goodness. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I did all of it. I looked at that list and I was like, yeah, that's not happening.
1: <laughs> yeah, you had to get like all the animals and all the plants and I have
2: 130,000 gamer score. What? Oh my Seriously? Gosh. Yeah.
1: I'm I'm approaching
2: 30,000. I'm kind of that completist guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so not anymore, but oh, I used okay. to be. yeah, I'm really bad.
2: <laughs> yeah. So So
1: uh yeah, you got the gold and platinum trophies there too.
2: I don't see. Um, I actually didn't have uh, a PlayStation Three for a long uh, time, so yeah. I, I actually missed out on a lot of those uh, those games. So you know, here I am talking about remasters. But when the PlayStation Four comes out, and they're you know remastering some games, um, right before that came out, I actually got a PlayStation Three and went through and played a lot of the games that I hadn't played, like Uncharted and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've never been, and at that point, I kind of I guess kicked the habit. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but I would play really bad games for, and, and I would look at their the the tr- achievement lists and yeah. and determine: Am I gonna play this game or not? And wow, so, based
1: on the achievements, really?
2: Yeah, wow. I didn't That's I amazing. didn't want to start a game where I would have like I would unlock the first achievement and n- never unlock anything else again because yeah. then it would ruin my ratio. Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, <laughs> that reminds uh, me of like. <laughs> the kid I went to high school with who wouldn't take band because it would lower his GPA even if he got an A plus. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> wow. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have a funny trophy. St- well, not not funny. It's funny to me, but it's not funny to my husband. Oh, so no. we first got a uh, PlayStation three. We got Fallout right away, and we got the PlayStation version because we knew someone at Bethesda who was working specifically on the PlayStation version. So we we're like, Did
2: they have a name? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, it's it was Joel Bill Gates. Joel DeNolt. There you go. Joel um, DeNolt. Joe DeNolt. And he's, Joe, st- he's okay. still at Joel. 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 I
0: heard like five different names there. Go on, tell yeah. your story.
1: <laughs> um, so, anyhow, when we first, it was it, Fallout 3 was released very near the beginning of the mm-hmm. PS3. It wasn't launched, but it was very near the beginning. It was mm-hmm. before trophies were happening. And oh, so. No. The the trophies. He played the whole thing and didn't get any trophies oh. because oh. he played it before the trophy thing went on. That's terrible. Yeah. I waited to play it and then I
2: <laughs> the trophies. I, um, I feel this pain yeah. in my heart. <laughs> I actually have every single trophy on Fallout three, including oh, the no. D L C that's over wow. like a hundred and I don't know, fifty hours or so of, Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Fallout, um, if you don't know, is uh is a really cool game. It's set in a an alternate world, like 1950s, where a nuclear disaster has already happened. Um, so you go outside, and you know there are people living in like gangs and bands, and you can get radiation poisoning and all this cool stuff. Um,
0: <laughs> all the great stuff about the 50s, you know, it's an...
1: <laughs> But the thing, you know, is that you've got all this retro stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like in the same vein of a Bioshock. Mm-hmm. You've got all this retro stuff, um, but taking place in yeah. an alternate world. Yeah. Um, so some of it's really funny, um, very mature again. Um, but I remember there's a scene in Fallout 3 that just cracked me up. You're talking to like some crazy lady or something. It's like a husband and wife are living in the and The husband's like, oh, my wife is just she- – she's just lost it. And so you're talking to her and she's like, would you like a cookie? And you say, yes. And then it's like, you have obtained a, a coffee mug. <laughs> oh, oh <it> just... <laughs> cracks me up.
2: Oh, I think that's in uh, Springville, like towards the beginning. Oh, I my think. God. Yeah. I don't know. This. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> city. <sentence. laughs>
1: but yeah. Um, that... One of the things
2: that I really like about that series, though, I, if anybody's following E3 News, they announced yeah. a new one. Um, the whole 1950s thing, um, the themes, it's interesting to me because in this alternate universe, they actually kind of got stuck yeah. in that um, theme, like the 50s, like even though the games take place in the, you know, like, I don't know, 2077, or yeah. whatever, they're yeah. actually still stuck uh, or they were stuck before the, the nuclear holocaust yeah. or whatever happened. Um, in the 50s uh, yeah. and I just yeah, found that so fascinating it is yeah. there was no
1: cultural mm-hmm. evolution at yeah. all yeah and
2: here's
3: <laughs> a good news for people everywhere is that Bethesda tweeted that the dog in the trailer for Fallout 4 does not die and, oh nice which is like yes. thank god so much when, love. Yes. <laughs> whenever, whenever you see a dog in a trailer, movie, game, whatever, it's just yeah. like,
0: look out for that dog. Oh, my God. I something horrible yeah. going to happen. We were watching Jurassic World the other day, and, you know, before it, they showed a trailer for, okay.
1: All right. I haven't seen it. I'm sorry. You're
0: darn right you haven't. (laughs) Shut your mouth. (laughs) Trailer for a movie called Max, which is about, you know, a soldier dog whose handler dies and then he goes back home and is living with the family. Okay, so we're on the edge of our seats during this trailer, like nothing bad better happen to this dog if anything bad happens to this dog i'm walking out of the theater <laughs> and then pops up from the producer of marley and me and we're all like
1: oh no
2: spoilers
3: we love dogs in the pixel can office
0: yeah, yeah. I, it's just such a cheap shot because so many people have emotional connections yeah. to dogs like Getting yes. back to childhood, killing yeah. a dog is such like a oh, cheap bad way. Guy. To... I
3: spotted him or uh-huh. her because wow. they killed the dog. Fridge yeah. the
2: yeah.
1: dog. <laughs> yeah, so that's cool. Dog um, doesn't die. The dog yeah. doesn't die. Play or if 4. they just
0: tweeted that to mess with my f- emotions, I will personally name someone who is working on Fallout Four, so and I will revenge. go <laughs> slap him across the face.
1: Joel Denault. <laughs> Joel. <laughs> He's a programmer though, so I don't. I don't think he has much input into. Maybe he could
3: dog to come back to life. Yeah, program a secret hack. You press the buttons and the dog comes back.
1: He was trying to get. (laughs) He was trying to get Isaac and I to move out to Maryland. Oh um, yeah, when Isaac was doing his job search. We won, Joel. Isaac, my husband. Isaac is my husband who is also a programmer and full disclosure works at 343 Industries, which is a studio of Microsoft. But um anyhow, so he was looking at Bethesda, he was mm-hmm. also looking at harmonics. Um so we had he had this big thing going on, like where we were gonna move, and like I'm we're sitting I'm sitting in San Francisco saying, I don't know where I'm gonna live in a month. Like, <laughs> like, like it was down to the wire that much. Okay, so, so tangent. To, yeah. Um
0: He tried to con you into coming to Maryland.
1: Um, no not really well <laughs> so joel he made the point that um we were going to be in the best one of the best school di- districts Ooh. in the company in the country and this was right after anna had been born um so not baltimore move. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no they're actually outside of dc okay um oh, okay. which i was not nuts about either i'm like i don't want to live around all that political crap
3: no <laughs> very nice museums though if you've never been.
1: No, I have been. Okay.
3: Yeah. When I was I was at museums. I've never been. Yeah. <laughs> nice I was a
1: child. We went through like five museums well, in one day. Well, that's a
3: count that was like
0: 50 years ago. Oh,
1: <laughs> shut <laughs> up, Simone. Get out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Relentless. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so we've got this thing going, in case you haven't noticed, Simone and I. Every this- week
0: I manage to get one in there. Yeah.
1: Last week was great. But I got the pants thing. So, for those of you who don't know, Simone went home. What was it? Was it last week or the week before? Two
3: weeks ago. Not
1: realizing that she didn't have her pants
3: on. She didn't notice (laughs) until halfway through the next day when she (laughs) discovered her pants left at the office. (laughs) Horrified, realized what had happened. Yeah. And lovely (laughs)
1: Courtney got a photo of it, which is
3: great.
0: (laughs) I really almost started crying. I was so shocked
2: <laughs> do you live far from here
0: i live in bothell yes, so that's
1: okay. like a 40 minute drive
0: i okay what had happened i was wearing tights very thick tights insulated tights that day <laughs> and i took my shorts off because i was recording a podcast and i wanted to be comfortable my other podcast rocket um, and you
1: were in your major. Robe. in my major, robe wearing <laughs> Alone, the snuggies so in like the
0: office nobody was there no one was there it was like <laughs> 8 p.m. And I guess I put on a long coat and just walked out. And there was a moment on my drive home where I was like, should I go to the grocery store No, nah, I'll just <laughs> oh, keep my gosh. Good, So good I saved calls. myself there. Yeah, because
1: wow. you've done enough embarrassing things in Safeway that you every, tweet about. Every week. Like, yeah. They don't have my brand of bagels. My oh, brand! Wait. They moved them. <laughs> Okay, we're going off on yes, a huge that's tangent a now. Tangent. Um, but anyhow, Family if you,
3: Gaming. If
1: you want to see these great embarrassing tweets from Simone, you can follow God. her on t- Twitter at doom quasar.
3: Yes, you can. <laughs> Every time I tweet a picture of Simone doing something stupid, I get like five new followers.
2: Wow. <laughs> Awesome. Yes, you too. Pro tip, yeah. pro Twitter tip. Yeah,
3: exactly. Post <laughs>
1: embarrassing oh. things
3: about Simone. <laughs> yes, and you too will be popular on yeah. the internet. That's why I'm so popular. Yeah. <laughs> so E3. <laughs> um, um, I don't know, I think
1: we've covered most of E3. The one
2: thing uh, I, I just want to yeah. say is that I was really kind of happy with just in general the amount of games um, that had, uh, I guess, more... Um, diversity, yeah. I, I mean, essentially more women as yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. playable characters or or like featured, yeah. Um, in like the, yeah. the various demos and, yeah, yeah. and trailers and things. I
3: definitely feel like there are more games with women in them this year than last year. Mm-hmm. which sure. is very yeah. encouraging. Mm-hmm. And the
1: other thing that was awesome too, and I honestly, honestly say this is not because my husband works there, but the Microsoft first person on the stage was Bonnie Ross. Mm-hmm. Ladies, he head of 343 Sweet. Yes. Yeah. It was awesome yeah, know, to great. see her be the first one.
0: Actually, on the Microsoft note, we should talk about the HoloLens demonstration for oh, Minecraft. Oh, yeah,
1: amazing. Yeah, so basically... If you actually knew what you were looking at and didn't get confused. <laughs> 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 that this big Minecraft world was coming out of a table magically. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you see in the HoloLens, yeah. not what you see for real. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, it was It was. Absolutely amazing. Do you want to mm-hmm. talk about sure, it? Sure. I will yeah. talk
0: about it since I wrote about it. Um, with the HoloLens, basically, uh, the HoloLens is Microsoft's answer not to virtual reality, but to augmented reality. So you can still see what's happening around you, but there are holograms that you can interact with. And basically what they showed was Sax Person, who we also know. Pearson. Pearson? Pearson. I'm embarrassed. Um, he was playing Minecraft <laughs> Projected on the wall, like you in first person as you normally would with Minecraft, and then he moved it uh, with voice, the voice command "create world" and put it on the table, and the world basically just rose in three dimensions out of the table. He could see the entire thing, and even better, he was playing multiplayer with someone on a Microsoft or yeah Microsoft Surface, so you can play cross platform. Yeah, it was so cool. yeah. He could
1: like pick her up and you know move her yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah,
0: to interact with her. He could follow her and he could actually like look inside the buildings. Just at, like he
1: was the eye of God or something,
3: yeah. and it was bringing really down the lightning. Cool.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, unbelievably awesome. <laughs> yeah,
3: um, augmented so. reality is really neat because it just it it doesn't try to erase what's already with around you it embraces it instead yeah. which yeah. I think is a really smart approach
1: yeah it's neat that all of that stuff is kind of actually happening mm-hmm. because there have been some like false starts with it for like years years yeah. um, so it's kind of cool to really see it come to fruition yeah. so we actually do have some news that is not E3 related and I'm not I'm, I'm, we're not going to geek out on it too much but Tavern Brawl is a new mode in oh Hearthstone God. it came <laughs> out today um and i was able to play a little bit of it before we came to the podcast and basically at least this time i don't know if it's going to be different every time they said there's gonna be new rules every week but in this one you are playing as either ragnaros or nefarian which are the bosses from (laughs) the single player campaign there's a dragon and basically a fire lord um you don't get to pick any cards, you know, you mm-hmm. just have a deck that they, have. like, I'm still discovering new cards in their deck because you don't even get to see the deck. Yeah. So you don't even know what's in there. Um, and it's keeping track of the wins at this point. I don't know what that's going to mean. I suppose I could look up online, like, what is going to <laughs> happen at the end of Nicole exploring firsthand what yeah. this
0: expansion means. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. So that's super cool. And we're not going to yeah. geek out at it just yet. But, yes. Yes. <laughs> But we, Although, we could uh, in this the is, future. This is actually a segue because there is competitive gaming on Hearthstone. And Michael is here today because he is an expert. Why do I do going to call you an expert on competitive I, gaming, at least on the Street Fighter scene. Yeah. At least on the Street Fighter scene. Mm-hmm. So why don't you give us just an overview of kind of what competitive gaming is and how that works.
2: Mm-hmm. So I know that uh, I think a lot of people hesitate to maybe call it uh, or, or dislike the the term esport but i mean yeah. really mm-hmm. it's i mean competitive gaming is sports yeah uh, for all intents and purposes so um you know esports i don't have a problem with it um i know that some people prefer to call it just competitive gaming uh, but in general you know we're talking about different types of games too um, for years there's been first-person shooter mm-hmm. tournaments um going all all the way back to the days like you know quake and um call of duty and and halo Mm -hmm. um and those are kind of big deals but it's actually kind of interesting to me to see some of the other games that have come up that have just blown away um like in popularity and and the amount of people that play them and of course the amount of money that's Mm -hmm. going into these games like league of legends and dota 2 yeah um you know the
1: sorry defense of
2: the agents defense too. of the agents um, <laughs> which started out i i think is a mod, mod for Warcraft, Warcraft 3. three yes um, exactly then- mod
1: modification um which is basically people take the code of the mm-hmm. game and change it and change it, and in this case, they made a whole new game right. yeah it,
2: so- it turned a it cranked out a new game out of that um, and there's just so much money going into mm-hmm. that now yeah uh so it's it's really interesting, um with fighting games. Uh, what interests me about the fighting games in particular, though, especially something like Street Fighter, is that I would say that these competitive gaming for for Street Fighter has really been around probably longer than most of these other games even. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very grassroots. I mean, yeah. first, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking like local video game arcades, which um, nobody knows, you know, your bar, your local barcade at this right. point. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and so that scene has always been very sort of small uh tight-knit and grassroots and uh it's grown as as you know the games became more popular but also as i think it kind of spread from or the transition from arcades to consoles because now you have more people uh or access it's more accessible to more people so um yeah, I mean, I, I I tend to cover a lot of uh, Street Fighter related tournaments, um, and as more as companies like Sony, who is investing more money into Street Fighter, um, with Capcom, mm-hmm. who are the the developers, um, and I I guess with Street Fighter Five, I think there's sort of a co-publishing thing going on between Sony and Capcom. I don't think yeah. that Capcom's the sole publisher, but um, yeah, so they, the you know, there's more money going into that. That's growing, and it's really kind of an interesting time the last few years to see how these games, and Hearthstone. I mean, Hearthstone's yeah. a a card game, yeah, a card battling game. Um, and yeah, there's there's tournaments and and, and yeah. money going into that too. It's really interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah, the amount of money going in is really really mm-hmm. staggering. I don't I don't think people kind of realize that like. You know, they see their son playing League of Legends for like Mm -hmm. hours, like, oh it's such a waste. It's such a waste. But you know what? If he gets good enough, like we're talking millions Mm -hmm. of dollars in prize money. It's just nuts. Which on,
0: I think the the lifestyle of a a pro esports gamer on that level is more akin to um athletic sports than yeah, yeah, than people think about. Especially I know in um in Korea and China, they mm-hmm. they live in dorms okay. uh, with their teams, and they practice something like ten hours a day, yeah. and it's insane. So <laughs> maybe <laughs> parents yeah. do not quite want their kids to go that far with yeah. their League of Legends
1: playing. I mean, like, it is
3: something that takes a, a lot of time.
1: On a, a college that was offering yeah, scholarships. there are there are a yeah. couple
3: of universities now that offer esports scholarships, yeah. and um, many more universities mm-hmm. that just have competitions so you can. If you're getting ready to go to college and or your, yeah. your kid is and they maybe mm-hmm. aren't super social or have trouble meeting people, that um joining up with these esports teams can be an awesome activity yeah. for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I know Riot, who is the uh maker of League of Legends, like they're all about forming communities mm-hmm. um, yeah. throughout the country. Uh but let's go back to Street Fighter. So you've been yes. playing <laughs> Street Fighter a yeah. long time, and, right?
2: Yeah, if we want to like I guess, breakout ages. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, that. I'm, I'm 38, so I mean, I grew up hey, in me arcades. Too. Me too. You know, oh, I, yeah. I, I, uh, I've been playing Street Fighter since Street Fighter 2, which I think originally the, launched in 91. Um, and I've played various iterations of that and other, other fighting games. I've never really played competitively because mm. um, I guess when I was playing in arcades growing up and, and getting a little bit older... Uh, there wasn't really like that kind of a competitive scene in this mm-hmm. this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up mostly in the Seattle area. so uh, And yeah, so I mean, I've been playing Street Fighter and, and mostly Street Fighter, but other fighting games throughout the years. Mm-hmm. And seeing the, like I said, that transition from arcades to consoles and kind of being able to, uh, I, I just remember when Street Fighter 4 came out. First of all, I was blown away that they were actually making one because I never, <laughs> I, uh, as as. Uh, a diehard fan who, who you know, has stuck with that series for so many years, uh, I, I don't think anyone knew it was going to happen right, at all. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And when it came out and, and I got online and, you know, played my first match mm-hmm. online, I'm like, holy cow, this is like, <laughs> it's like being at an arcade except yeah. for I don't have to wait in line and put my quarter up. <laughs> <on the show. laughs> yeah, so welcome
0: to the new age. <laughs> it's
2: like, wow, this is great. Yeah. So... And I've stuck with the series, obviously long enough that now I'm, I, I'm knowledgeable enough to write about it. Uh, and going back to the kids thing, uh, I, I have a 19 year old, a 16 year old, a two year old, and a newborn.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's very interesting to me to see how, with my my 19 year old son, he still plays those games too. Mm-hmm. We were actually just at a, a monthly tournament, a new monthly tournament that started up at Highline College, oh. just this past weekend, and it was really cool t- for him to come up because um, I don't get to see him all that often with his friend, and they entered the tournament and didn't <laughs> didn't do well at all. <laughs> did you enter the tournament? Uh, I did yeah. not. Oh, uh, yeah, I, because his son
1: can beat him. Yeah, that's oh, what he, yeah. Wrote, he wrote yeah. a story about that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um,
2: and uh, but it was fun, and it, it's. That I love the community. I love the mm-hmm. fighting game community. Now, I, I will be the first to admit, I think there's some improvements that can be made in that community mm-hmm. just like any other community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned Riot, one of the things that I think I like about them, I don't play League of Legends, but what I really admire about them is that they make an effort to clean up their community. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I think more uh, publishers or uh, you know, tournament organizers, event organizers uh, could do the same. Yeah. But yeah. uh, at any rate, so, you know, just playing these games, it's, it's really cool to see them kind of continue uh, and, and now grow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, more money is coming into this. Uh, Finding games I don't think will ever be on sort of the same scale as some of these other games, but mm-hmm. it's nice to see that some of these mm-hmm. competitors now kind of have an opportunity to uh, make some money, uh, maybe even have it be like their job. Yeah. You know, like, so, do you
0: think since the crazy popularity of League of Legends and Dota, has that kind of trickled down to fighting games as well?
2: I still think that those are very separate yeah. Um, yeah. entities. Um, the
1: gameplay is so different.
2: I think mm-hmm. what, I, from a player level, I think they're yeah. very separate. But I think when you go up into like the business level and the corporate uh-huh. level, yeah. you've got, you know, now you've got okay. suits that are like, oh, wait a minute yeah it's, yeah the Dota 2's got a 12 million dollar prize pool. Yeah, well, yeah. what if we threw you know five hundred thousand dollars at street Fighter? yeah and, yeah. and but yeah. having done that, there is a noticeable uh I think, difference in how many people are showing up for tournaments now, mm. because oh, now okay. you've got uh bigger prize pools for you know uh, tournaments in different regions around the country, mm-hmm. even around the world, actually. And there's an opportunity to not only make more money, uh, but also, you know, with Capcom, they're doing the Capcom Pro Tour, which is sort of a season-long thing. Mm-hmm. And I think they've been okay. doing it for about two or three years. Uh, but this year's big because there's more money involved in it now, yeah. and so there's uh, opportunities to win a spot to uh, play in the Capcom Cup, which is sort of, I guess, for all intents and purposes, the, the Super Bowl yeah. of, <laughs> of of uh, the Street Fighter. Season the Pro Tour, and you know, there's a lot of money involved. The, mm-hmm. I think the top prize uh, is like $250,000. Yeah, last that's year it was thirty six. Oh
1: my oh, gosh, yeah, that's a huge jump,
2: exactly. Wow. Yeah. So, somebody you know was like, Well, yeah, they should throw some money at this. And I, and I do <laughs> yeah. think that's the trickle down that you see from other games because yeah, it's the, now the everyone, structure and the everyone legitimacy wants this then. to be their, their yeah. big esport. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. that's so interesting. It is, yeah. And what do you think makes? What do you think is the difference between, I guess, League of Legends and Street Fighter when it comes to that immediate, explosive popularity that League had that we've not really seen in other franchises?
2: Everyone can play League, I think, mm-hmm. um, to a degree. Yeah, everyone can. I mean, League probably works on most computers. Yes. You know, you yeah. could probably just you just need to download it and sign mm. on. And um, the gameplay
1: too is kind of very low mm-hmm. barrier to entry. Yeah, I, I
2: think the gameplay is, has that low barrier. Yeah. Obviously, getting to the point where you're pro level, right, yeah. uh, <laughs> there's a, you know, a lot more yeah. going on there.
3: Easy to play, hard to master. That makes right. so much sense to me because, I mean, watching... A bunch of people play a game that you have no idea how to play yourself must be incredibly boring, but it becomes really <laughs> interesting if you have played it a little bit and understand yeah. the basics. Mm-hmm. So,
2: what you just mentioned, I think, also kind of goes hand in hand with the esports thing, too, and the popular, the rise yeah. in popularity mm-hmm. is watching this stuff. Yeah. My 19 year old son used to watch League of Legends, um, turn or not tournaments, but just people watch people play, you mm-hmm. know, Twitch or whatever, uh, live streaming services. And I'm like, I don't get it. Like, why would you you want to watch someone play a game? It might
1: be a generational thing, too, because I'm sort of the same way. Um, Like, my husband was playing on a League of Legends team mm -hmm. with some of the people at Microsoft. And it was like, Mm -hmm. you know, there was commentary, all Mm -hmm. this kind of stuff going on. And, like, I had to watch it because he was playing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I have played League of Legends, so I understand what's going on. um, But, like, I'm not a person that would sit down and watch a basketball game either. So. Yeah.
2: So what's interesting for me was I finally hit that sort of that understanding uh when I started covering Street Fighter. Uh, yeah. Oh. Because I realized and actually I guess before that because before I started covering it I was uh Evolution uh is the biggest North American fighting games tournament mm-hmm. in Vegas every year. Mm-hmm. And I would find myself watching those matches every year cuz obviously mm-hmm. I can't be there. Uh and then an, as i got into covering it i realized i know exactly what it's what he must have felt like watching those league of legends games because yeah. here i am i'm invested in this too yeah. um yeah. on beyond just the writing level of it and covering it i'm invested because you act, if you follow it enough you are starting to see sort of the storylines that yeah. that are happening um whether it's rivalries or just the competition and yeah. somebody maybe somebody makes this big huge comeback that yeah. Just, you know, Mm. they throw a a video on YouTube and you're just like, wow, look at this. Mm -hmm, It strikes
3: me. It's just so similar to sports fans. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, just some people are not going to enjoy watching sports. Others just need to get to know the rules. And then there's the people who, you know, will never miss a game ever, no matter what the weather is. Right. Right. And... You know, we yeah. widely re- respect them as a society. I, <laughs> I think the team aspect makes a huge difference
0: too. Like you were saying with following those stories, when you have a team of people uh, like you do with League, I don't mm-hmm. know if do you have Street Fighter teams as well. I know it's so there are one on one. There but... are
2: like yeah, the, the competition obviously is different because with something like League or Dota, um, there are teams. There are teams of players mm-hmm. playing against each other, but uh, in, in fighting games. Not as much in the U.S., but mm-hmm. um, more internationally. More of those players tend to be sponsored. Yeah. So, uh, as an example, uh, Mad Cats, who you know they make peripherals. Yes. Um, going back in the day, they used to make really <laughs> bad peripherals. <Yeah. laughs> But it's Yeah, weird I remember
1: be- there's a Mad Cat's booth at E3, uh, and everyone's like, oh, yeah. The, let's the busted PS2
2: memory cards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: exactly. Um,
2: but now they're for something in that company changed. I don't know who exactly was re- responsible for it, but yeah. they're a top tier peripherals company. They are. Um, they're, they're making the uh, peripherals for Rock, for band, rock band 4. Yeah. Uh, but they're also a major sponsor mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for uh, Street Fighter. And I. I believe all of their sponsored players are all from Japan. Um mm. there might be some other Asian players I, I can't quite remember but none none from the US. Hmm. Um and the US uh I guess the 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 I don't know most popular or the biggest team is Evil Geniuses um <laughs> who are uh also there. you know like most other sponsors they have they sponsor players in multiple games, mm-hmm. so um, you'll see Evil Genius players in maybe like League of Legends, or um, um, I don't know who all, what all games they, they cut, they sponsor, but you know maybe Counter Strike or, mm-hmm. or something along okay. those it's lines. It's
1: kind of yeah. like an Olympic team, then. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. the most part, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pepsi, <laughs> <laughs> League of. I Pepsi. mean, you know, like like lots of people still look down on it, but it really, really is like sports. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I mean, League of Legends itself is like basketball like seriously it's like yeah. basketball on a computer with mm-hmm. like fantasy people um, <laughs> so uh so yeah um so yeah. michael just did a great article for us um on pixelkin where he followed um a, how old was he
2: 19
1: 19 a 19 year old uh street fighter trying to do competitive stuff mm-hmm. and his dad comes and supports him mm-hmm. and Older players taking them under their wing and um, it just broke my heart to read the end of that story because <laughs> you told me like what it was about, but you didn't tell me the end of it. Uh-oh. Spoilers. <laughs> article yeah.
3: spoilers. Yeah.
1: You, you have to go read the article. I didn't say exactly what it was. Does the dog die?
2: <laughs> there, are the dog no, there are no dying dogs in yeah, this story. No dogs.
1: Um, but yeah, you'll have to go read it to find out the, the heartbreaking ending of that. Um, so, Michael, thanks for giving us um, – all of these esports stuff. Hopefully, we can change some parents' yeah. minds about this. So, the other um, thing that we do on this podcast is talk about what we're playing. So, are you playing Street Fighter or, <laughs> or are you playing something else? I
2: I was worried that we might get to this point, and because I kept thinking, well, you know, um, yeah, I'm not really playing much of anything, but probably Street Fighter. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, no,
1: no, I get that. I'm a parent too. Yeah,
2: it's. You know, it's it. Of course, a lot of it just has to do with uh, working full time and and going to school full time, and yeah. and I, I just can't. I you're all talking about things like Dragon Age, yeah. and and I'm just like, yeah, I wish I had the time to play that. <laughs> That's no, eighty no. hours long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. newborn, but, newborn, and two year old. Yeah, and, I, yeah. That, and the newborn. um yeah. my, my girlfriend. Yeah. My girlfriend broke her leg like five days <gasps> oh, after the, the baby no. was born. Oh so. no. Yeah, that was wow. two, two months ago.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: but I do sneak in a little bit of Street Fighter, and I've actually managed to sneak in a couple games uh, that I've done for like previews for other websites. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, but primarily, yeah, sneaking in maybe about an hour or so here and there of Street Fighter. And like I said, we went to that monthly tournament. Um, one of the things that I like about those kinds of events, too, yeah. is that it's not, I mean, not everyone's, uh, I guess, competing in tournaments. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do. Uh, kind of like what the, what we call casuals in the fighting game community, the FGC, the fighting game community, is uh, casual. So, you know, we'll just kind of, you know, like it was, I guess, back in the arcades, you just kind of huddle around a machine and Watch just take you. turns. Um, nice. So, mm. uh, yeah, I'm not great. I, I wouldn't even say I'm not good anymore. Uh, <laughs> but you
0: enjoy yourself. But I,
2: I do, yeah. and and especially when I'm in that situation where I get to, uh, I guess, be around other People and other players, and yeah. so that's mm-hmm. what makes it easy to write about uh, yeah. players yeah. like in that story. So Is because yeah. um, I get to kind of see different people, you know, from different areas, different regions, and experience that, and you know, share that experience too. Yeah, Because uh, yeah. it's kind of cool to there. I'm I'm working on another story, but there's a guy who he competes and he has uh, his most players have their own joysticks that they use mm-hmm. or controllers. Right. Mm-hmm. He's got a, a joystick that. Um, is so old. It's actually it's like 19 years old. So it's actually older than wow. a lot of kids that are, oh my <laughs> including the one that yeah. <laughs> are, uh, that are you know that are getting into this thing. And I'm like, oh, man, that's so fascinating to me. Yeah.
1: And it so. still works. Yeah, yeah I, after 19. I mean that. Well, I
2: mean he's had to yeah, you know keep yeah. it keep it up because but, anybody
1: yeah. who knows really about Street Fighter knows that those things take a lot of abuse because yeah. uh, there's yeah. a lot of fast button pushing, yep. a lot of those joystick movement, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so yeah, wow. mostly
2: Street Fighter and then um, uh, but uh, I'm actually making a transition soon so I'll actually have a lot more time to play uh, I think games in general and that awesome. will be just really cool especially with all the stuff that is was shown off at E3. I'm like yeah, all these games coming out at the end of the year that I'm looking forward to, you know, yeah. I'm going to make time for that. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. All right, Courtney. How about um, you? I'm playing a few things interchangeably right now. Uh, lots of Mario Kart 8 and Splatoon. Um, those are sort of my standby go-tos right now, and they're both fantastic. Uh, I've also been playing a game called Beat Sneak Bandit on my phone, which is by the Swedish company Simogo. I'm so surprised that you're playing a Simogo game. I know, game. Nintendo so and it, Simogo. You know,
1: if, um, if you haven't listened to other episodes, uh, Simogo is this really cool developer Made this game called Year Walk and one called Sailor's Dream and then most recently Device Six.
3: Oh uh, no, no, other way around. Sailor's Dream is the most recent one. Device Six is one of their oh. older ones.
1: Yeah. Okay. Thanks for correcting me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but these are,
3: <laughs> these <laughs> games are they're kind of
1: unlike any other game. Like uh, Device Six, for example, I can't even. Put that in a genre. It's just—it's like
3: a pulpy mystery noir novel on yeah. your phone, but then it's also sort of it's science fiction and it's meta. And yeah, yeah. And it's fantastic and short. Mm-hmm. And yeah.
1: yeah, do it. It's a great game. So Samogo is this fabulous developer um, that yeah. we love, but the game you're talking about is. Was the first game right? uh, it's
3: either their first or second game it's way much older than their newer stuff and it's a little um, more traditional so, but I wanted to try it out now that they've hooked me as a fan yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and this one is like a rhythm game and you're uh, sneaking through the mansion of this evil guy who's stolen all of the world's clocks <laughs> and so you you have to sneak in rhythm and there's like a beat going on and if you if you tap the screen out of rhythm then the clock you're trying to collect will explode and you'll have to start the level over again oh wow um, it's fun it's challenging um but nice. it's cool. cute. Yeah. How about you Simone?
0: I have been playing the game of E3 press conferences.
1: <laughs>
2: How's that yeah. working out?
1: Uh, yeah. It's not fun. <laughs> yeah. We've been I, working really hard here at yeah, Pixelcan yeah. with a very small staff. Yeah. So. I,
0: what actually what cut into my gaming time mostly was I went on a road trip with my mom last weekend, so uh, that time. was really fun. There was no gaming because I was enjoying my mother, her nice. company. <laughs> nice,
3: nice. Not yeah. that you can't do that without game with games. It's true, yeah. but
0: all I had was a phone and we were looking at the cascades. So it's kind of like yes. a nice. nature. Look away from the screen Valuable. for once in my miserable life. Um <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh wow. Um so me, I've been playing Hearthstone.
3: <gasps>
1: Go figure I've never um, heard
3: of that game.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm kind of um I wouldn't say an addict. It's like my decompressed game. Yeah. Daughter goes mm-hmm. to bed, I play some Hearthstone for it's minutes. quick, you know it's fun. About. It's yeah. easy. Yeah. 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 Um so I'm really excited about the new um the new mode in that. Yeah. Which is really cool. What was I gonna Oh, right, Steve Lubitz. We finally <laughs> fought. <laughs> Each uh, other. Uh, Yeah, and I, yeah, I beat him. I'm not nice. Either. Although, I, you know, I pulled out my golden mage, which if you have a golden hero in Hearthstone, that means you have won 500 games with that hero in ranked mode. Wow. Maybe
2: you should compete. I,
1: honestly, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I have mage and hunter. Once uh, Anna's
0: self-sufficient, mode, just, golden. you
1: know? um, But honestly, though, you have to lose a lot. You know, to get yeah. to that, like I'm—I wouldn't say I'm super great. Probably fifty-fifty. My highest rank ever has been fifteen. I don't know if anybody listened to this is thinking that's terrible. I don't even know if it's terrible or if it's really good. Um, but my, the little message at the end of the season has said you are in the top thirty percent of nice. players. So I don't that even know what that pretty means. Pretty great. They've got two million players, so <laughs> no, that's that's a big number. <laughs> God. But anyhow, so um, Steve has been – he's been like spectating me off and on, um, and then we finally were on without already being in a game, and he sent me a challenge. And so I probably shouldn't have pulled out my golden mage, but – I you know
0: what? <laughs> so oh, do only what the weak do compromise to, yeah. to protect their friends' feelings. So, um,
1: so besides Hearthstone, I've been playing um, The Wolf Among Us. Oh, great. Oh, which is out on – it's on iPad. Which yeah. is something that I'm loving is getting these great games on iPad so I don't have to be tethered yeah. um, to a console or a computer. Um so it's it's really awesome. It's based on a comic book series called Fable. I think it's Fables. Fables. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where um, you've got all these fairy tale characters. They're living in the modern world. And they've got these spells on them called Glamors that make them look like people. Um, but they fade eventually. And then uh, the big bad wolf actually is, <laughs> is the main character. And he's the sheriff. He's trying to make sure all of these fantasy people are in line. And it's really, really fun. If you talk about great story mm-hmm. yeah. in a game, there's... There's so much story that there's really very little gameplay, actually, uh, in that world. It's it's made by
0: Telltale Games, so it's a lot of making dialogue choices with a timer. And then there are some quick time events, which I actually really – I've only played the first episode of The Wolf Among Us. But I found them quite intuitive and kind of fun to to do, which is not normal for me with um, iPad games. Yeah. Yeah, Revolution 60 and – Wolf Among Us are two of the ones that I think do it best.
1: Yeah, I mean, the first, um, uh, Wolf Among Us was also released on uh, 360. Oh, yeah? I played the first episode on
2: 360,
1: and it was was so different. It (laughs) was so different.
2: They don't run well on consoles to begin with, but um, the Wolf Among Us I actually really enjoyed because uh, it was uh, a huge leap above because I think it came out between Walking Dead season one and two. Yeah. Til-Til-Til and you can see like had, this yeah. huge leap uh, yeah. between the two as far as gameplay. So like yeah. when you're talking about the, those quick time events, they're very uh, you know, narrative based. Yeah. But I actually found that Wolf Among Us – did action really well? Yeah, on the iPad,
1: it makes complete sense because you're not pressing a button. Like if someone's throwing a punch at yeah. you, you're moving out of the yeah. way. It just makes complete yeah, sense. Yes, so
0: basically, like someone will throw a say a brick at Bigby Wolf, and then you'll drag in the direction so, that he needs to go to, to dodge duck, it. Yeah. So, and yeah. it, you kind of it's in slow motion, basically. Yeah, that is not a child appropriate game. <laughs> However, <laughs> we should clarify yes. when Nicole says fairy tales. Yes,
1: it is. It is a very very mature yeah, game. Beheading blood. You're getting the- fighting. Lots of language. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah. but it's a great story. Um, yeah. So. How
0: are you keeping, like, because I know Anna uses your iPad, too. Is yeah. that, like, hidden away in some folder somewhere? Or?
1: Uh, I've got a games folder. We kind of yeah. keep an eye on where she goes. Okay. She likes to go in my, oh, actually, I have all the new adventure games. I download her in a separate folder. Oh, okay. Um, but she knows the games folder because she goes in there a lot to play Plants vs. Zombies. And she tries to play, like, Diner Dash or, like, oh, Wedding no. Dash. And she's, like, she wants me to, like, help her. I'm, like, Honey. Those games are challenging for me. Like, you know? Like she doesn't understand what's I mean, she can seat the people at the tables, but yeah. once you get past that, she just doesn't know what's going on. So yeah. um, um but it's the same thing with Candy Train. She likes to play Candy Train. Just like doesn't understand why the train crashes. Um <laughs> uh, but a quick note there. She's been playing this game called Morphabet, which was actually uh, one of the winners of the Apple Design Award. Very mm-hmm. cool for preschoolers. You might want to check it out. Yeah. Um, but there'll be an Anna's Apps about that in a couple weeks, um, which you should watch my Anna's Apps videos as well and our other videos. Mm-hmm. We're doing great stuff. Yeah. So with that said, we're going to wrap it up. Michael. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, So if you have questions, comments, or feedback, you can send those to hello at pixelkin.org. Please send us questions, comments, and feedback. We can have a nice dialogue with you. We will look at everything, I swear.
0: I want to answer questions on the show. I'm super excited. (laughs) Ask me how the heck I forgot my pants. Don't ask me that. (laughs) Ask me something about video games. It's my job. (laughs) I think you
1: explain that one pretty well. I think there's still a lot of questions out there, Nicole. (laughs) Um, so yeah. And also if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and also give us a, a review on iTunes because that helps our podcast as far as, pop, as far as popularity goes. Um, so visit dot We're doing great stuff there and you can read the, uh, the end of Michael's, <laughs> Michael's great story. Um, it's called Growing Up in Competitive Gaming, same yeah. story, so you can search for that.
3: Yeah. Um, and what else? There's tons of E3 news on our site right now if yes. you're interested in that. We've published like 30 articles in three days. Yes. And we're putting
1: together like a, uh, you know. A master list. A yeah, master list of games yeah. in one place if you don't want to go through and read every single article. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, you can find us on Twitter at pixelkin underscore org and also gaming with moms. Um, and on Facebook, just pixelkin. And Mike, what's your Twitter handle?
2: It's at bizarro underscore Mike. So okay. that's one Z, two Rs. I know people get that confused. Yeah. <laughs> right. I can never get my name because someone's squatting on it. So yeah.
1: yeah. So if you want to follow Mike, you know, he can be. He, he does pretty good posting on Twitter interesting food. oh yeah, yeah. I, I,
2: I like to, to you know of course obviously spam out anything I write uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah I mean I try to be not um, terrible with
1: it <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah so on this note thanks so much for listening Mike thanks again for being here thank you and we'll be with you next week
3: bye
1: bye bye This podcast was recorded in the studios
3: of the Jack Straw Cultural Center in Seattle, Washington.